August 11, the 223rd day of 2021. There are 142 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. The governor of Kentucky issues a new executive order. We'll tell you about that, what it means. We'll also talk about the latest COVID-19 totals. We'll have Where's Quacky Day Number 3. It will be your chance to win and participate in the Ducking Hunger Regatta coming up early next month. We'll tell you about that. Plus, we'll have the water cooler question. It will be another chance for you to win. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Here's my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? Oh, sorry, that was hot. No, that's my fault. That's not, that's not your fault. It's my fault. Over I'm here. doing great. You're How doing are you? well. We're doing mm-hmm. well. Welcome back. You were away yesterday. Yeah. Luckily, we saved you some red velvet birthday cake, so you oh, have that to look forward I've to heard that rumor. before the mm-hmm. day is over. Uh, do you ever uh, forget to do anything? Um, quote fingers. Do you forget to do anything in order to get me to do it instead? Do you, oh, wow. Do you forget to move the laundry from, say, the washer to the dryer? Oh, I forgot to do that if you don't mind to. You don't, I don't you, think so. You don't have to use the forget excuse to do I it? I don't think so. Some wives are tricky. Some of the sneaky things that they admit to doing is they forget to unload the dishwasher. They forget to take out the trash. They forget to make the bed so that the husband has to do it. And some of them even polish off the leftovers in the middle of the night and then plead ignorance about knowing where what might have happened to them. Like, I don't know. I don't know. No, I, don't, I don't think I'll do that. I don't know where those leftovers uh, went. Uh, maybe not you, but maybe some people do. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio Newshawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Moscow, Paris, and even downtown Clarkson. He's Sam Gormley. And the sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm uh, doing pretty well. Look, just before the uh, show, the Reds are seven back. Still, you know, as of what, they're behind the Brewers. We, yeah, and what happened with the Braves yesterday? Why couldn't they? Why couldn't they get it together? Well, Braves are good. I mean, yeah. they're playing really well right now. I mean, three to two, good game. Just uh, it happens. But That's baseball. When you win five in a row, doesn't that start but, to lead you to believe that you can win all of them in a row? Well. I mean, if we're going to play the Pirates every game, then 100%. But, <laughs> I mean, be the, the Reds done. are 9-1 and one against the Pirates. I mean, give me them any day of the week, mm. but it doesn't, doesn't necessarily work that way. Reds play tonight or they play this afternoon? Tonight. Do you know? Tonight. Good, because it'll be a little bit cooler. It's going to be heat and humidity throughout the region. That combination of hot and humid is going to lead us to dangerous levels regionally. Uh, it definitely is going to be hot here between the lakes, but... Uh, today's going to be hot. Tomorrow's going to be hot. We're going to have uh, high heat indices, and then we may uh, bring Friday on into that as well. We're kind of monitoring what may happen over the next 24 hours on whether Friday may be as oppressive 
as what we're going to have tomorrow and Thursday. The weekend cools off just a little bit, and our highs become back into the uh, upper 80s next week after a couple of days, uh, two or three days in the 90s. So heat advisory for today, rain chance at 40%. Uh, anytime you get to the situation this volatile, you can have a pop-up thunderstorm somewhere. 98 is the official high for the region. I don't know if here in Grayson County we'll get to 98, but we'll get close. Uh, tonight, partly cloudy, 79. Tomorrow, a 20% chance of an afternoon shower and a high of 98. And uh, again, I mentioned yesterday, pay attention to that system that's moving through the Gulf uh, over the weekend, and it may have some impact on our weather, some remnants of what I think is Fran. I don't even know. I, I, think, no, I haven't I think followed it at all. I think it's Tropical Storm Fran moving through across Cuba and that area kind of slowly. We'll move into the Gulf. Uh, late this week, and then after it busts up and, and comes ashore, it'll I, I give love us some rain. That now on the ten day forecast, we can officially look and see. Oh, high school football weather next Friday. We can finally look and see that the the kickoff to the football season. We can finally get a weather forecast. I don't know for if I would call that high school football well, weather. That just happens to be the weather. The, the for day high that we're going to be dealing with. Um, yeah. Well. It's, so it's um, just nice that we can finally look and say, oh, we can actually get a. At least a general estimate. Well, let's hope. Um, let, I think uh, some of the actions of the governor yesterday were an attempt to try and keep kids in school and keep athletics going, even though with some it's an unpopular decision and causing some, some grumbles about uh, taking away freedoms and et cetera, et cetera. But due to the exponential rise in COVID-19 cases, in particular the Delta variant, uh, the governor announced yesterday he has issued a mask mandate for all schools in the state. This is for uh, individuals, teachers, staff, students, visitors, K through 12, child care and pre-K that they wear a mask. He said this is how we make sure that we protect our children, but this is also how we make sure they stay in school. And he's using Frankfurt Independent Schools. Of course, that's where the governor lives. Uh, Frankfurt Independent Schools Superintendent Houston Barber said that he supports a mask mandate, which has already been approved by his school board. And uh, Barber said it has been highly effective. We have seen an extraordinary ability to prevent spread, and we have seen it happen as we have been in school for about two weeks. What's remarkable is that we have had a limited number of cases, no evidence of any spread, and I'm appreciative of our families, our parents, and all those who have had the courage to make the right decision. So if you want to use Frankfurt as an example, and clearly the governor is, then it's bearing out that this might help stave off what is becoming an alarming amount of uh, of spread. Now, you, know, you can talk to 10 different people, you get 10 different thoughts and 10 different ideas and 10 different answers. But uh, it would be hard to dispute you say, okay, well, what's different about Frankfurt Independent Schools other than they've had a mask policy since they went back to school? Probably nothing much different. Uh, their, their kids like to do the same things, and they participate in the same sports, and they live in similar households, and they so what is different about this? And so I, I kind of am with the governor here if it will keep kids at school. I don't think any of us want to go back to an NTI. I mean, and if you don't think that kids being around one another is what is adding to the spread, then you just aren't paying attention. It's a little like the spin cycle on a washing uh, on a, on a dryer or on a washing machine. You put all the kids in there and you mix them all up together, unprotected with no mask, and then you go the spin cycle, and they take that home with them, and they you know they go from one to another. And this right now is the pandemic of the unvaccinated. That is not to say there are not some breakthrough cases, but there are very few breakthrough fatalities. The people that you're seeing become infected right now are those that either haven't been vaccinated, largely, or those who can't be, which would be, say, the 11 on down to 5. And when you look at elementary schools, they're filled with 5 to 11-year-olds that can't be vaccinated. And so until that is available and until parents have the ability to make that choice for themselves, 
then I think a mask is probably a pretty good idea. We have been, for the last 18 months, we've been dealing with all demographics, but we started out with the older populations and worked our way down. Now, because of either the vaccinations not being available to younger people earlier, or because people's belief system that, oh, I'm young and I'm healthy, it's not going to bother me, now the people who are vulnerable and susceptible and are testing positive are in that in that set they're from that 5 to 29 category and so the way i think about it too is i know that the common on the other side is what it says is that none of these kids get sick enough to you know be in the hospital or i mean god forbid die or something along the lines of that but then the question for on the other side is is it even worth taking the risk of that happening because it's not like it's completely unheard of sure and and it's kind of this makes that not as I mean, it takes the percentage down even more than I think it's worth it. The fatality rate among that group is very low. But is it that doesn't mean it's zero? That's right. It doesn't mean that it's zero. So what is the acceptable number? You know, that I would ask you if you think if you think that masks are unnecessary and just let them go about and do with their thing. How how many people? How many people is it okay to lose before you think we should do something? Or different? even spend a week in the hospital? Yes. Like, w- would you want your eight year old to do that? Yeah, it's I I just um, I I think that we have to do something at the moment because of just the numbers that we're seeing, not just in Kentucky, but across the country. So twenty five hundred new cases in Kentucky yesterday, which is the uh, highest. uh, The positivity rate is the highest since January at 11 percent. There were seven new deaths yesterday. And there were 1,251 Kentuckians hospitalized as of yesterday. Over 1,200 Kentuckians hospitalized yesterday, 339 of them in ICU, so nearly 25%, no, actually nearly a third of them in ICU and 168 on a ventilator. So I know it's not going to be, I know it's not a popular idea, especially with with parents that, you know, if, 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 of your political leanings, or if you've decided that masks don't help, you're not going to like the activity of the governor. And you may even call into question, he can't do that. It's unconstitutional. It's, well, we have to follow someone's advice, and we have to follow someone's rules, or we're going to have complete and total anarchy. And to be clear, Governor Bashir did superintendents and school boards across the state a huge favor yesterday. Because he's the bad guy. Yeah. He takes the hit. He takes. He does makes the unpopular decision, but it gives superintendents and school boards who thought this was probably a good idea anyway, but maybe didn't have the courage to take on the flack that they were going to get back, and now they can say, we're just following the governor's advice, which is what a lot of people have been doing since the beginning of the pandemic. So, do-do-do-do-do. I just, I, we went through the late spring and the summer, and our positivity rate was down, you know, at 3%, and it was going away. Oh, it got it's down like, to like 1.5. Yeah, did it yeah. get to 1.5? So it's like, okay, we're going to wave goodbye to this thing, and now here we are again. Just, But it's different this time, because you don't see people who are over the age of 40 being particularly alarmed because largest... Uh, a, a majority of them are vaccinated now, and this is going, this is, as I said, is a pandemic at the moment of the unvaccinated. That's who it's, that's who it's impacting the most right now. There are four states at the moment who have the highest hospitalization rate ever during the pandemic. Florida, Louisiana, and I think Arkansas have higher hospitalization rates right now than they have had at any point during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I think the governor said yesterday something, if if we continue this same stretch, we'll be at that number in two weeks. I think I think he said something along the lines of that. Didn't hear that, but that might be possible. But here's the other thing. We've had, now we have the normal load on ICUs, you know, on our healthcare system. So you've got people in ICUs now that are not COVID-19 patients. And then now you lay this over the top of it on a fatigued healthcare system, on a fatigued healthcare system that now the healthcare workers themselves are being stressed because now they're getting mandates from people saying it's not a choice. You have to get a vaccine. And so it just adds into this stew 
that is murky. And it's a, I think I called it yesterday, a quagmire. So it feels quagmire-ish. It feels like quicksand. Now here we go. Pull ourselves out. Somebody throw us a rope. Isn't that how Tarzan did it? He used a grapevine and he pulled himself out of the... No, that was Gilligan's Island. Sorry, it's not Tarzan. <laughs> thinking of Indiana Jones, but that was a snake. Indiana Jones did that as well, but he used his, he used his whip, I think. Uh, so while a lot of people were talking about COVID-19 yesterday and Delta variant and masks and no masks, we had uh, the U.S. Congress, well, at least the Senate side, who were taking up the infrastructure bill proposed by President Biden and Kentucky senators split over the idea of this uh, one, I guess maybe it's a $1 trillion infrastructure package. Leader McConnell voted for it. Senator Paul voted against it. It's being touted by the Schumers of the world as being bipartisan, and it is. But don't bite on the smokescreen. He's calling it bipartisan because this aspect of it is bipartisan. What they passed yesterday in the Senate will do a lot to fix our aging road, bridges, rail, airports, etc. And that's why it had bipartisan support. And I think it's got some maybe $500 billion for Kentucky in it in particular. And that's one of the reasons that it got attention from, uh, it got support from Senator McConnell. But here's what's happening now, is now the Senate is going to transition to a Three point five trillion dollar human infrastructure plan that they want. That now over in the House, Speaker Pelosi says they're not going to vote on the bipartisan part that passed the Senate yesterday until the Senate votes and approves this human infrastructure bill. So she's going to hold it hostage until she gets what she wants. So then it's now turns into this stalemate. But it allows Pelosi and Schumer and those people to say this infrastructure has bipartisan support. Well, yeah, this trillion does, but the other $3.5 trillion does not. So just follow the smokescreen and the semantics on what they're trying to sell it to you as and look through it to what it actually is. $5 trillion, nearly $5 trillion, $4.5 trillion. That's a lot of money. Goodness right? gracious. And I know because it's only... It just goes from a B to a T. It's one slight little alphabetical change. So it's a billion dollars. Well, that sounds like a large amount. Well, it's not that much more to a trillion. Yes, it is. It's, you say it's only one letter difference. No, <laughs> it's only one alphabet letter difference. It's a, it's but a thousand it, it billion. It is <laughs> infinitely more. I mean, it is, un, it is staggering, the amount of money. Speaking of money. Kentucky's surging revenue collections continued during the first month of the new, the new fiscal year. State general fund receipts for July totaled $981.5 million, up 8.4% from the same month a year ago. So in one month, think of it this way. Kentucky took in, in one month, $981 million. One month, that's what Kentucky's revenues were for their general fund. Which is about a billion. Yes, that's right. About about a billion. So then just extrapolate that on out when you get to the federal level and talk about billions and trillions of dollars. It is, well, it's just three letters difference. M, B, T. Yeah, it's um, staggering. T.J., is it Beisner or Beisner, Sam? Beisner. T.J. Beisner is the new director of player development for U.K. basketball. That sounds right. I think that's his exact title. He's got a new major role he's going to play, and he's being told, uh, said, touted that he will play a major role in the next phase of Kentucky basketball. He's had kind of a meteoric rise he's over the last two, three years. Yes? Started at KI, KSTV. Well, yeah. he started with KSR. He did some KSR okay. work. And then he did some freelance like KSTV, uh, yeah. which is a... I don't know how to it's describe no longer, it exactly. It was no more. It's it, defunct. It, it was with. Was it a Spectrum thing? Yeah, but it was yeah. actually. It was when Spectrum was Insight. I, I got think. you. And then well, he's backed himself into a pretty good gig there. And then he was the editor of CoachCal.com and kind of running all of that. And so, so what is that? What does that mean, director of player development? I think NIL. 
I think uh, this is going to be one of his main he's jobs. He's the name image likeness I guru. I think that's kind of going to be his main focus. All right. This headline caught my attention. A woman in Athens, Alabama, has brought new meaning to jumping in the drink. An ident- unidentified woman broke through a fence, climbed a ladder into a water tank, which held 350,000 gallons of water. The hatch, which was not secure, shut behind her and trapped her in the cylindrical reservoir. So imagine. Now, oh, this is not one of the water tanks that is up on legs off of the ground. Mm-hmm. This is one that sets down on the ground. And so it's at ground level, but it's still 70 feet, 60, 70 feet off the ground. She climbed the ladder and decides to go swimming. Well, to her good fortune, a police officer just happened to be driving by and saw her climb the ladder and alerted authorities and firefighters came and rescued her. If she had gone in there and that hatch had shut behind her and no one saw her go in, she would have been trapped inside there without any way to get out. But luckily they pulled her out, were able to lift her over the rail and got her down the ladder as well. She's extremely lucky to be alive. Crazy story. You don't hear about people doing that, and there's a reason you don't hear about them doing it. It's because it's extremely dangerous. So just just don't do it. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Day number three of Where's Quacky is just around the corner. Here from In the Know. Today is annual medical checkup day. Ooh, fun. It's play in the sand day today. It's sand. It is son and daughter day today. We used to have a son and daughter store here in Litchfield a long time ago. And uh, it is also presidential joke day today. So you can tell a joke about the commander in chief. But I don't even have to try. Biden write, writes his own jokes. And by the way, so did Trump. So, you know, you don't even have to work very hard to have presidential uh, joke day today. Here's day number three of Where's Quacky before we get to day number three and where Quacky is hanging out today. We want to say congratulations to Stacy Mudd. She was one of many people who knew that Quacky yesterday spent the day at the Veterans Memorial Park in front of the new Standing Watch uh, statue. It's more of a recent. So if you haven't, I mean, I think people could context together and go, oh, that's the Veterans Memorial Park. But if you've not seen this new addition recently, it's a very nice addition to the park there. And that's where Quacky spent the day. And Stacy now gets a K105 t-shirt and she has a duck, her very own duck in the Ducking Hunger Regatta, which is coming up on uh, Monday, September 6th. That's Labor Day at 6 p.m. She and many other people have a chance to win $1,000. Now, you should also go ahead and sponsor your own duck by go to gc-alliance.com, gc-alliance.com, and sponsor, I don't know, do five, six, seven, eight, ten. A hundred ducks, if you want to. There's two thousand. If you want to do all all two thousand, I can guarantee you winning. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. You can. Well, there aren't two thousand remaining. True. True. Uh, but you're going to up your because odds because Stacy has one. True. And and, and Roger has one. Uh-huh. And we have five or six. Uh, so, and I would presume we're not the only ones. I presume other people. So, so you can't have all two thousand, but you can have many of them. If you'd like. So congratulations to Stacey. And please do what you can to adopt ducks ahead of the uh, Ducking Hunger Regatta coming up at the Litchfield Aquatic Center. Are you ready for today's? On the, yeah, let's see today. So so uh, Quacky is hanging out today uh, somewhere. And if you know where or you want to speculate where, go to the K105 Facebook page and you'll see this photograph. And in the comments section, comment where you think Quacky is hanging out today. And this time tomorrow, we'll be announcing a winner of uh, who who will be the next duck adopter for the Ducking Hunger Regatta. Can I see that one more time? This is a little hard for me. It's colorful. So yeah, I see. I don't know it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it. it's tough. I have an idea, but yeah. I don't know it. It also would be one of those that, you know, if you don't get out and about, 
You wouldn't know. You, you wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily. You wouldn't necessarily know. So that that could be a challenge. Uh, all right, very good. So head on over to the K one hundred and five Facebook page. I keep trying to figure out what what that is, like above his beak. I don't know what that is. I think it's a mallet. A mallet. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I didn't know I'll if tell it was you a small the break plunger. What I think it is. A, a what? I thought it was a small plunger, maybe. It or could something. be a plunger. I mean, sometimes. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I don't really want to get into the gastrointestinal <laughs> difficulties of ducks, but. <laughs> I didn't know if quacky, you know, I didn't know what quacky might have gone through. Are your friends toxic or nutric? I think you know what the word toxic means, but mm-hmm. do you know what the word nutric Toxic people undermine, discourage, sabotage, and take advantage of you. Nutric people do the opposite, which is why it is so important to surround yourself with them. Do you know toxic people? Uh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Sure. Do you do what you can to avoid associating with them? To my best ability. <laughs> you navigate <laughs> it the best that you can? Easier said than done sometimes. Yes. There's a California-based personality assessment company that has come up with a toxic person test. And it's questions that you can ask yourself that help you identify if maybe you're the toxic person. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, dear. See, because that's, you know, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Right. If you go around the world saying, no, I don't know any toxic people, oh, you might be the toxic (laughs) one. You may be the one. So here uh, are simple statements that you can ask yourself to decide if you might be the toxic person. It is simply a fact that I am smarter than the average person. Well, that, that is true. No, <laughs> Sam's on his way to being toxic. <laughs> I often have to push people to do things in a way that meets my high standards. I do not like to be treated like one of the crowd. The best way to avoid being disappointed is to expect the worst. And everyone lies. I'm just better at it than most. Oh, dear. According to this personality-based company, assessment company, if you are friends with those five statements, they could be problematic for you. Not says that you're necessarily toxic, but it could be adding to some toxic behavior in your social circles. They have also identified, this is truity, T-R-U-I-T-Y. They have identified the seven main types of toxic people. Would you like to have them labeled for you? Would you like to know what to be on the lookout for? Absolutely. Number one, the Karen. With apologies (laughs) to people named Karen. I think you know what we're talking about. You can name it anything that you want. You know who you are. You know who you are. (laughs) You know if you're a Karen, your name might be something else. Wants special treatment and becomes aggressive when it doesn't appear. Okay. All right. The mansplainer <laughs> believes they are intellectually superior to others. I mean, what if you know it? You don't have it's, to. What I mean, listen, what if it's you, not just a belief? What if you know it? You can be the same thing here as my grandma always says. I, I might be left-handed, but I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> the drama llama. No, I know some drama llamas. Demands outsized uh, outsized attention to their volatile emotions. The slacker, they are the lazy people who refuse to do their part and let others pick up the slack. The con artists are manipulative people who use deception and dishonesty to get ahead. The Debbie Downer, these negative people drag down others with their relentless pessimism. And for whatever reason, those people like to spend about 23 hours a day on social media. Uh, Well, yeah, that's where they can do their most downing. And the control freak. They try to impose their own inflexible ideas about right and wrong. Luckily, we don't know any of those people no. who, no. who meet that mm-hmm. who meet that. Absolutely criteria. not. So no, no one whatsoever. <laughs> we caught a break. Yesterday, we talked about the Field of Dreams game being played out in Iowa tomorrow and uh, having little new information. Sam, I never did find out how many uh, tickets are available, but I did find out the average purchase price for a ticket for Field of Dreams tomorrow is $1,413. What? 
The most expensive ticket is $3,972. Holy smokes. It's in Dyersville, oh, Iowa. You're, you're right, 8000 it was eight thousand, and as I mentioned yesterday, if you're going to put eight th- seating for eight thousand, see, I wish I was right about a thousand around this co- a thousand. I could deal with. You could spread a thousand out, and it would look like an old timey baseball game. Mm-hmm. But eight thousand people is going to look like the Bowling Green Hot Rod Stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't. Mm-hmm. I I don't. I want something more intimate. I want something like Kevin Costner and James Earl Jones sitting on that bench and out of the cornfield walks shoeless Joe Jackson. Part of me kind of wishes that no one, no fans. Yes, that's why I said yesterday. Last year would have been the perfect year to have it. But then it would probably defeat the purpose. But uh, So are you going? I've decided not to go. You've decided not to? It was touch and go there for a while. (laughs) I may, however come up with a piece of merch because they're doing special uniforms. I haven't even seen them yet. I have not seen pictures yet, but the uniforms for the White Sox are the navy blue pinstripes with the large, bold Sox monogram worn on the left chest. You'll recognize it when you see it because it's older. During the game, the uh, Sox will wear a matching white cap with navy blue pinstripes. During batting practice, they're going to wear a navy cap with the Sox monogram in white. New York will have, you know, the Yankees jerseys now, their road jerseys have New York on them, but it's kind of a clean, smaller font. This is going to be bigger and broader and take up more of the chest. So it will be a, kind of an older look. But the dimensions are 335 down the lines, 380 in the alleys, 400 to dead center. Some of it has kind of elements of old Comiskey Park in there where they're putting the bullpens. And they have a corn maze. For those of you that don't care anything about baseball or about the White Sox, (laughs) you can go explore the corn maze that is in the shape of the MLB logo. Okay. So. Yeah, no, it would be awesome to be able to be there, but I don't know that I'd ever drop. It's 159 acres of corn that they've put put this Uh, maze in. Yeah, I don't know that. That's a big maze. That's a lot. I know a a lot of acreage, and that's a lot. The corn, the corn is ten to twelve feet high. That's a big maze. Yeah, I knew they had a lot of corn in Iowa, but yeah, yeah I've been there. I've been there. There's a lot of corn in Iowa. You have? Mm-hmm. Ten to twelve feet. Oh, like, it wouldn't I mean, surprise we, me. I, I mean, we we get fairly tall corn here, but I don't think it's ten to twelve feet. Well, is I mean, it? you you enter Iowa and it is just like just lining the interstate is just all corn. Up and down. Isn't ten to twelve feet a little tall for our, for corn around here? I would think so. I mean, I, mean, that's I know it's misleading goal. when you see it from the road. You you probably underestimate its height. Well, I mean, that's what about the ceiling height here? If not oh, higher, the ceiling's higher. only yeah, eight. I was going to say it's higher. If only Whitney Carmen were here today. It's one you need your ag agent around. that can tell you how tall corn is. That's out in the out in the field. I'll find out later, and I'll report back. A new survey says three in five people sleep better after taking a break from digital devices. No shock. Yeah. it's. It, I think it's something that we're going to continue to learn more and more. A survey of 2,000 Americans finds 56% of those who spend their entire day glued to a screen try to limit using their devices as much as possible at night. On average, people unplug after five and a half hours of screen time per day. However, over half of respondents confess they use their devices more for leisure than for work, and 7 in 10 get carried away with playing games. There's a trick to it. There is a definite trick to just being able to put it down and walk away. There's a fine line. And one of the biggest pitfalls is just exactly what that just said. The same device that you use for work is the same device you use for personal, and it's very convenient. But then everything gets blurred. And while you're doing one thing, then the other thing creeps in and vice versa. And it turns into this, you lose the compartmentalization of your life. And I think we'll look back in some years in the future. Could be a short number of years. Could be a longer number of years. And we'll go, we missed it back here. Like this is, if we had done something differently at this time, we would have gotten a different outcome. Do you sleep well, Sam? Are you a good sleeper? Um, depends on the day. Was... Gotcha. 
Yeah, no, I mean, but it, overall, it are I, you a good I mean, sleeper? I, I mean, I would presume so. Yeah, I mean, Miss Buckles, are you a good sleeper? I'm a terrible sleeper. Yeah, and you know that. I even bought you one of those uh, sleep system things mm-hmm. that you won't try. I tried it one night. I think that's not a. I don't think I that's agree. a good test. I don't disagree. With I think you, you got to just like a mattress. I think you have to use it for ninety nights, and if you still don't like it, then you can send it back for free. But it was. It's basically Bose earbuds, but then when you realize it only plays noise-canceling sounds, yeah, you no kind of went, that's the problem, is that you're you're invested in your content. You need something that actually puts you to sleep. Well, but my content does put me to sleep. Yeah, but not REM sleep. Probably not. I don't I think mean, you I get don't disagree into, with you You don't get all. into a deep sleep. What's that called? Bose what? Sleep something? No, I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I can't remember the actual name of it. But I did run across a list. The reason I was wondering, because Bose is one of those trademarked, you know, I, I tend to call Bose, like speakers, Bose. You mm-hmm. know, like you use Vaseline is actually petroleum jelly. We get all these. I ran across a list Kleenex. this morning. Yes, exactly. Coke. We call everything a Coke, but it's a soda. So Pepsi, it's a Coke. RC, it's a Coke. Ping pong. Did you know ping pong is actually a trademarked phrase? Really? Well, really? in 1901, it became it became trademarked. What you're playing is table tennis, but ping pong is an actual I guess that brand makes sense now. Okay. of table tennis. Yeah. I just, you think at the Olympics, it's called table tennis. That's right. And we were he, watching that one morning and, last week, too. But Forrest Gump, bang bong. I play bang bong. <laughs> Jet ski is trademarked by Kawasaki, but everybody calls personal watercraft. They call him uh, TV dinner is not trademarked, but it used to be. The trademark expired huh. on it. Jacuzzi. Jacuzzi is a brand name, not a it's a hot tub. Jacuzzi is a hot, hot tub. tub. Not okay. all hot tubs are jacuzzis. Makes sense. Yo yo was a yo yo was trademarked until 1965. Bubble wrap is trademarked. Crock pot is trademarked. What do you yeah. call it? A slow cooker? If it's not a crock pot, I think so. It's another, a knockoff brand. It. It would be a slow cooker. Nice. It's another one of those tissue Kleenex. An escalator used to be trademarked, but it has uh, hasn't been trademarked since 1900. Chapstick, not all chapstick is lip lip balm, but not all lip balm is chapstick. Mm-hmm. And the Olympics is trademarked as well. No surprise there; they're pretty protective of their uh, mm-hmm. of their brand. But those are a list of trademarked things or previously trademarked things that we walk around and just kind of use them interchangeably for everything. we got to get to a break. Today's water cooler question is coming up. Your chance to win. You're on In the Know. No. It is impossible to imagine a new color. I can agree with that. I like I have the biggest crayon box that had all the colors, mm-hmm. so I cannot imagine a new color. Well, and if you do any graphics work, whether it's in Photoshop or well, video point. editing or anywhere, when you dog. open up the complete spectrum. Yeah. Of you colors. got the little thingy you know, that you can slide, yeah. and every color has a number, like a six-digit code, mm-hmm. and a the. And so they say scientifically, your brain is not capable of imagining a color that doesn't exist. That makes sense. You know, they you can relabel colors. You can take something that you know you can be off by one Pantone number, but it still has a color. It still is a color already that exists. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of kind of hard. All right, here's today's water cooler question. It's your chance to win. You're going to text your answer to 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000. And um, give you your choice today. You're going to give you your choice between Holiday World and Beach Bend tickets. You can choose whichever one suits your lifestyle a little bit better. So here's the question, and you supply us with the answer. The question is... This. If you're going to do this at work, the most likely time is 345 on Wednesday. If you're going to do this at work, the most likely time you'll do it is 345 Wednesday afternoon. You've got sort of a 
puzzled look. I think I got a good answer. If you're going to do this at work, the most likely time is Wednesday at 3.45 in the afternoon. Text your answer to 270-259-6000. Oh, by the way, if you've not if you've not won in the last 30 days and you're 18 years of age or older, text your answer to 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000. Somebody texted in and has got the same thought process I'm on. So hopefully said person is, is correct. If you're going to do this at work, you're most likely to do it at 345 on Wednesday afternoon. Text 270-259-6000. Good news for White Lotus fans. Oh, big fan. White Lotus is returning for a second season. So even before the season one finale this weekend, the information is out that the White Lotus, which is a social satire set at an exclusive Hawaiian resort, and follows the vacations of various hotel guests over the span of a week as they relax and rejuvenate in paradise. Is that an apt description of White Lotus? Absolutely. We were talking about it at home last night. I've not seen it. You have, but I am uh, working on trying to resolve that. I like it. Steve Zahn, Kentucky Zone, is in it. Oh, yeah. You were trying to tell me last night, hon, of all the people that I will recognize that are in... I couldn't. I couldn't pull that one out. Steve's on, yeah. It's because it I heard I heard KSR has been talking about it, and I heard that there's it's not for the kids. No, well, that's no, on HBO. Yeah, so. and I know that that Steve's on is has a reason. It's not for the kids early oh. on in the okay. series. Is what mm-hmm. I was told. Gotcha. KSR has yeah. talked a lot about. All right, I'll be careful with that then. Try, try and protect my ears and eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounded in ways, and again, I may be completely off. But last night was the premiere of the reboot of Fantasy Island on Fox. Now, if it doesn't have Mr. Rourke and Hervé Villachay, was he tattooed? I, I don't know if I want to see it. But I did record it just in case. Because I remember, you know, Saturday night was The Love Boat and Fantasy Island on ABC. But I have a feeling they're not going to be the same. I have a feeling they didn't get the reboot correct. Especially if it's on Fox. Queen looking at Bohemian Rhapsody sequel options. I read this yesterday and kind of scoffed at it. Bohemian Rhapsody is a great movie. I still have yet to see it. I need to. It is a it is a great movie. It is an all-encompassing story of Queen during the Freddie Mercury years. So here's what you're telling me. If you think you can do a sequel, then you're either picking up with the death of Freddie Mercury and coming forward, which is going to go, because Queen was not Queen since Freddie Mercury. You got Adam Lambert in there. You don't want to have a movie about him? Let me wind it back. Queen is not Queen without Freddie Mercury. Paul Rogers did a good job filling in. Um... Adam Lambert does a fine Adam, job. Adam Lambert. Did I say Levine? I think I said no, you, no, I, I said I Lambert. I think you said Adam okay. Lambert. Those two guys did a good job fronting Queen, but without Freddie Mercury, Queen doesn't exist. Oh, there's In no the doubt. format that it does. So either you're going to pick up at the end of that storyline and try to move it forward, or the other option is you're telling me there are many more great stories Within. of the Freddie Mercury years that you didn't give us in the first movie, which I have a hard time believing. Yeah, me too. I just don't. I don't buy it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. It's just, don't they have enough money? Surely. Surely they, yeah. And then Pink playfully trolls her daughter, Willow. Apparently at the Pink household, they had their own Olympic Games. And so she posted a photo, like synchronized swimming photo with Willow, and said they even had sushi at home to celebrate Tokyo And she uh, captioned her post, said uh, she revealed the results of their at-home victories with the hashtags, yum, mama won gold, and better luck in four years, Willow. (laughs) I love it. And so apparently um, Corey Hart and her young son were also involved in the the Olympics. So that's a true Olympic spirit. I like it. Very good. Did we get a... Nope, still don't have the correct answer on the water cooler question yet. So if you're... 
If you're going to do this at work, you're most likely to do it 345 on a Wednesday. We'll give you through the break, and we'll tell you more about it here on In the Know. for today. What's one thing the world needs more of right now? Uh, we're going to have to add an hour to the show. No, we have to add like one? six or seven hours to the show. Yeah, uh, Kindness. You think kindness? Yeah. yeah. Love, understanding. More kindness, yeah. Uh, common sense. Stop being so mean. Common sense. Common oh, sense yeah. would be a good common one. Common sense is a good one. Get, get common. People have feelings, you know? It's true. Mm-hmm. Just because you can hide behind your keyboard doesn't mean you can Yeah, and by whatever. the way, this was a struggle for me because it was what does the world need more of? Mm-hmm. It wasn't what does the world need less of because I've got, like, I could just rattle oh, off oh. less of. Like, I've, I've accumulated a list during the show. You know, some new ones. So be like, Apparently uh, she has a I need too. less you. I need less this. I need <laughs> less. So, um, shop online. If you're going to do this at work, you're most likely oh. to do it Wednesday at 3.45 is shop online. Oh, that was not mine. I thought you were saying we needed more of that. Yeah, this me too. Well, I mean, yeah, I was sure, why not? Vein. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, okay. I'd like to pretend that I could stop you, but I really probably can't. So um, <laughs> so not complete time card or put in for a vacation day. I put leave nah, early. quit. You put leave early. I yeah, felt like some, that was a good because you're halfway earlies. through the week. Well, I also thought. Leave for the rest of the week. <laughs> That's my, can you just be, I mean, I don't know. On television tonight, the quarterfinals of America's Got Talent are on NBC. The ABC network has superstar, never before seen private video showcases Whitney Houston, who broke barriers to become a modern pop icon, showcases her in a new light. I figured Whitney had been shown in all of the lights. Love Whitney, but have a hard time believing you're going to teach me anything about Whitney that I didn't know. But maybe they know something I don't. On MTV, I'm kicking it old school, the season 37 premiere of The Challenge and the season 18 premiere of MTV Cribs. I don't even know what The Challenge is. No, 37 seasons? When I saw MTV Cribs, I I was like, I know know MTV Cribs, although I'm not sure I've ever watched it. I think I missed the last 17 seasons (laughs) of MTV Cribs, and I have missed all 37 seasons of The Challenge. Looks like you got some binging to do tonight. I have a feeling I'm not going <laughs> no. swimming in those waters. I mean, 37 seasons, I'd how go, long will that take I'd you? I'd go swimming in a water tank before I would go swimming in that. Uh, I will tell you, I did watch Hard Knocks last night with the Dallas Cowboys. Kelvin uh, Joseph get any? He did not. What about I Quentin Bohannon? kept an eye out. No, no Quentin Bohannon. Oh. I will tell you, as for me, I didn't think it was one of the better episodes of Hard Knocks, and I don't know I don't know why. I, it's... See, I, I don't. I loved it when the Bengals were on because when the Bengals had it, it was with Chad Johnson and T.O. one time. Yeah. Two of the bigger personalities. And I mean, anytime you put a camera in Chad Johnson's face. Well, I don't watch it with you, but I can tell you what I heard last night. Maybe it was the monotone voice mm-hmm. that was not as great. Well, see, oh, Leave Leave Shriver. It was no, terrible. He, he's the voice, though. Oh, Leave Shriver. Gosh, is the what a voice. voice. Oh, yeah. You got to have Leave Shriver on oh. Hard Knocks. I mean, it's just, it's like watching a documentary. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's almost like Put my a, headphones on. a gazelle would be attacking a cheetah or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Yeah, no, I, I haven't watched the funniest, Hard Knocks in a while. The funniest part of the whole thing, if you saw it, you'll laugh. You'll know. If you haven't seen it, you'll laugh when you do see it. Zeke Elliott okay. was wrapping a birthday gift for Dak Prescott, and Ezekiel Elliott used a YouTube video. To try to know how to wrap a birthday gift, and then he 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 complained that the guy was going too fast. So he said, "I'll just try and do it on my own." Listen, even with my headphones on, watching something else, I could not help but watch this this and guy listen. try to wrap a packet. And that's why I like Hot Hard mess. Knocks is because 
in your eyes, you still get some of the interesting things. That's like you right. don't care anything about well, what happens on the football field. And then when the guy knocked on the door, yeah, it's like you're too early. It's a surprise yeah, it or whatever. Surprise. Yeah. But so, this poor package, oh my! I've seen some ugly wrapped gifts in my time because I have his wife is not great at wrapping <laughs> well because uh, i'm a good rapper i do a good job so i can kind of <laughs> recognize game recognizes game game <laughs> recognizes also lack of game and ezekiel elliott had a lack of game Bless on, it. on rapping but he was going to pause it he was going to pause it and try and catch up to the youtube video <laughs> or roll well, it back and he just said no i'll just try and do it by myself i've done that with he said he was different... going to wing it right yeah. Yes. He said, I think I'm just going to wing it. With different YouTube videos, I mean, you'll look up. I mean, it could be anything, and they do go quick. They do. Or they take nine minutes to do a 30-second task. I also thought of self, though, because I will look up a YouTube video if it's I need to change a heating element in a dryer. Or if I need, like, whatever it is, I will use a YouTube video for advice. But it just made me laugh that someone, you would look up on YouTube how to wrap a gift. But then <laughs> I thought, well, someone would say the same about me. You look up on YouTube how to change a dryer heating element. You know, it's just all about your perspective and what you know. But anyway, it was good, but it wasn't. I think it's going to be good. Micah Parsons, their rookie linebacker, mm-hmm. got a lot of attention in the game From last Penn State, night. Yeah. I also think because they were playing in the Hall of Fame game, I think they had oh, to do right. it differently. They're... Did both teams lose? <laughs> uh, no, the Steelers won officially. Oh. Um, but I, th- I think they were l- more limited in their ability to get inside training camp because Dallas and Pittsburgh have four preseason games and everybody else just has three. Mm. Well, and there was something about numbers. Like somebody had too many numbers and yeah, they had to look at play. You. Yeah. How do you pay more attention than you It's a Dak Prescott uh, metric that they use to know when they are overusing him to make sure that he's – they're not risking injury. Well, I love that there was the thing – I was listening to a Bengals media guy where the media media members have little buzzers on, and if they get within six feet of a player, it buzzes. (laughs) And apparently one of the media guys got yelled at because he got too close to Joe Burrow, the quarterback. And they're like, what are you doing? You're within five feet. Get away. Stay away. Uh, today's highlight in history, this date, 1992, the Mall of America, which is the nation's largest shopping entertainment center, opened in Bloomington, Minnesota. Robin Williams died this date in 2014. Mm. Joe Same Biden much. named Kamala Harris his running mate one year ago today. Do you remember, Miss Buckles, do you remember where you were when you learned about Robin Williams dying? I do. Oh, um, I would have to think about it. Okay. Tell me. Birthdays today. John Conley, I'll tell you later, uh, is 75 today. Eric Carmen is 72. Steve Wozniak is 71, co-founder Apple. of Apple. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hulk Hogan is 68 today. Viola Davis is 56. Joe Rogan is 54. Chris Hemsworth is 38 today. Four, right? Yeah, I think that's, I th- he's definitely one of those, or is one he- of those Hemsworth brothers. Uh, Mike Douglas in 1920, Alex Haley was born in 1921, Klaus von Bülow in 1926, Jerry Falwell in 1933. That's a broad spectrum of individuals. Chris Hemsworth to Jerry Falwell. Chart toppers, the drifters number one, there goes my baby in 59. Uh, Johnny Cash, Folsom Prison Blues in 68. Best of my love, Emotions in 77. Peter Cetera, Glory of Love in 86. Waterfalls TLC in 95, and Miley Cyrus, We Can't Stop, number one in 2013. So there you go. There are your chart toppers for today. Uh, Got to run. Uh, we're way behind today. MB's Pearl of Wisdom, playing it safe is the riskiest choice you can make. Playing it safe is the riskiest choice you can make. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.